In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What does it take to really trust someone? Now really think about the people in your life who you really trust. And I mean really trust. The people in your life who you trust to call if, regardless of what was happening in your life, they're the person that you call at midnight, or the friend who will actually help you move as opposed to just those other friends. But who are those people and how do we get those people that we truly trust, those people who are a safe place for us, who are willing to be vulnerable with us and we are willing to be vulnerable with them? Who are the people that we trust that we are uh, even allow them to look at us and say, now, Philip, that was stupid. To be able to correct us, to be able to help us to see and understand when we are off the track a little bit uh, so that we can get back on the track because we know that they love us. Who are those people that we really trust? And I hope that when I, as I explain all of that, that each and every one of us has at least one person that we can put into that category. And if we don't have one person, I very much encourage you to uh, begin to uh, cultivate that sort of a trust and that sort of a friendship with someone because it is so important. But I bring all of that up today because uh, I would like to attempt to talk about, and I say attempt to talk about because it is something that I myself struggle with, is trusting God. Because ultimately, ideally, we trust God in the same way that I just described that person that we trust fully, that person that we trust to call upon, that person that we trust uh, to be there, to let us be vulnerable, that safe space, and that, that person who we allow to correct us in our most difficult moments. And I would probably venture to say that one of the most common things that people confess is a lack of trust in God starting with me. But we need to cultivate that kind of trust. And that kind of trust is cultivated by truly and sincerely knowing God. And that's why in the gospel this morning, Jesus Christ, in this prayer that he prays following the Last Supper, he's there with the disciples and he is praying this prayer. He says to the Father, he says, this is eternal life, to know you, the only truly living God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Because to know God in the way that Jesus is talking about in that moment, to fully know him, which is that eternal life that we so seek after and that we so desire, is to really trust God. To trust him. And there's truly no other way for us to be able to really live our life and be joyful and be content uh, in this world unless we truly know God and therefore are able to trust him in that way. And I really think that so much of what we have experienced uh, and that the church gives us in this Paschal season, and I'm including today, even though we are after the leave-taking of Pascha, including it in this, this celebration of Pascha, is that the church wants us to know exactly who Jesus Christ is. And that's why we had these great encounters that we heard over the last few weeks of the paralytic. We had the great encounter, the longest encounter that our Lord uh, in Scripture, it shows um, the longest uh, dialogue in Scripture that our Lord has with anyone, with the Samaritan woman. 
and the encounter with the blind man so that we are able to know particular things about the Lord. And then on this, the last Sunday of this real uh, Paschal celebration, because next Sunday, of course, is the great Feast of Pentecost, and we kind of turn the page into the normal schedule of the church. But before we get there, the church gives us the commemoration today of the fathers of the First Ecumenical Council. And we have three of those fathers. There were 318 of them there, but we have at least three of them here in the nave in our iconography. St. Nicholas the Wonder Worker, who is over here. St. Spiridon, who is one of the last ones there on the back wall. And of course, the great hero of the uh, Council of Nicaea, St. Athanasius the Great, who was there in the apse of the church. But the church gives us this commemoration of these fathers on the First Ecumenical Council, where we hear about the importance of knowing God, because these fathers were the ones who sat down and helped to pen and helped to clarify for us the most basic statement of our Christian faith, the Nicene Creed. We're going to say it together as a group in just a few minutes. And Lord willing, I truly hope that it's something that you say every single day of your life. The Nicene Creed is one of those things that we need to not only commit to our memory, but commit to our hearts. Because it lays the foundation for how to properly know who God is. Reveals God the Father as the Creator. God the Son and the Incarnation and the work that He does. God the Holy Spirit speaking through the prophets and glorified with the Father and, and, the, Son, and the Son. And even talks about the church. But it helps us to know God. And that's the starting place. And so the church gives us this commemoration of these fathers so that we can have that as the starting place. And again, I say starting place because remember how to truly trust someone and to truly know someone means interacting with them and being involved with them on a deeper level than just reading about them or committing certain things about them to memory. That's great. It's a good thing for us to do, but that's the starting place. From there, we have to cultivate that relationship by going to that person's house here. So the church provides us with the opportunities to come together to know and experience God. And not only uh, a relationship like that would only be one-sided, we have to invite that friend to our house as well in order to be able to get to know them. And so we need to make sure that we are meeting God and calling upon God, not just here, but in our homes, at set, regular times where we have an appointment with our dear friend who we long to get to know, who we long to trust so that we can have that eternal life and our joy fulfilled that is spoken of in the gospel this morning. And that takes so much effort. Because remember, as I described that trusted friend to all of us at the very beginning of these words, not many of us thought of many people. Because it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of work to actually cultivate and have that sort of a relationship with anyone, including with God. And so this morning, as we cap off our Paschal celebration and look ahead to Pentecost with these fathers of the First Ecumenical Council, let us focus our attention on knowing God truly. Knowing that statement that these fathers wrote but then attempting and really thinking conscientiously about cultivating a relationship with God 
so that he can know us and so that we can know him truly for who he is. And when we do that, not only will we know him, but we will trust him. We will trust him. And therefore, we will be able to be open with him. He will be that safe space. He will give us comfort. He will give us love. He will correct us when it is needed and ensure that truly that knowledge, that real knowledge of who God is, that true trust in, who, uh, in him who desires to save us will lead us to exactly what Christ said, eternal life. May we know God and may we trust him. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.